0: Go, loopy, loo. Here we go, be Light. Here we go, Luby Lou. All on a Saturday night. Hello, this is Luby with Luby's Lullabies Podcast. I'm talking to you today about a book that I read a number of years ago, which was subsequently made into a film. I think in 2020. Anyhow, it's recently being shown at the cinemas, and it's called the Collini Case. You may have heard of it. C O L. I-N-I. And this was written by a German author called Ferdinand von Schirach. And I'll tell you a little bit about the book, first of all. So we have uh, Fabrizio Collini, a quiet, respectable Mercedes-Benz worker. He walks into a luxurious Berlin hotel, kills a man in cold blood and then waits for the police. Taking the case is a young attorney, Casper Leinen. He knows a not guilty verdict will make his name, but too late he discovers that the victim, a popular industrialist, is known to him. Caught in a professional and personal dilemma, Leinen is encouraged by others to give up the case. His reputation, career and even friendships are all at stake. But when he makes a shocking discovery, it eclipses his own fears and hints at a terrible truth at the heart of modern Germany. So this was a very interesting book and it, the timeline goes from wartime to the 80s to the current day. And let me just read you the first chapter to get you into it. So here we go. Chapter one. Later, they would all remember it. The floor waiter, the two elderly ladies in the lift, the married couple in the fourth floor corridor. They said the man was gigantic and they all mentioned the smell of sweat. Collini went up to the fourth floor. He checked the numbers. Room 400, the Brandenburg suite. He knocked. Yes, the man in the doorway was 85 years old, but he looked much younger than Collini had expected. Sweat was running down the back of Collini's neck. Good evening, Collini from the Corriere della Sera, he mumbled slightly, wondering whether the man was going to ask him for his ID. Yes, glad to meet you. Come along in. We might as well do the interview here. The man offered Collini his hand. Collini flinched. He didn't want to touch it. Not yet. I'm sweating, Collini explained, and was angry with himself for saying so. It sounded odd. It's not the sort of thing you would say normally, he thought. Yes, very sultry today. It's going to rain soon, said the old man, amiably, although he was wrong about the sultry atmosphere. These rooms were cool. You could hardly hear the air conditioning. They went into the sitting room of the suite. Beige carpet, dark wood large windows, all of it expensive and solid. Collini could see the Brandenburg gate from the window. It seemed strangely close. Twenty minutes later, the man was dead. Four bullets in the back of his head. One had been deflected inside his brain and came out the other side, taking half his face with it. The beige carpet soaked up the blood, a dark outline slowly spreading. Collini put the pistol on the table. He got down on the floor beside the man, "'stared at the age spots on the back of his hands. "'He turned the body over with his toe of his shoe. "'Suddenly, he brought the heel of it down "'on the dead man's face, "'looked at him and brought it down again. "'He couldn't stop. "'He kept grinding his heel into that face "'while blood and brain matter spurted over his trouser leg, "'the carpet, the bedstead.' Later, the forensic pathologist couldn't reconstruct the number of times Collini's foot had trodden down as the bones of the dead man's cheeks, jaw, nose and skull cracked under the force of it. Collini didn't stop until the heel of his shoe came off. He sat down on the bed. Sweat was running down his face. His pulse took some time to calm down. He waited until his breathing was regularly again. Then stood up, crossed himself, left the room and took the lift down to the ground floor. He was limping because of the missing heel. The protruding nails scraped over the marble floor. In the lobby, he told the young woman at the reception desk to call the police. She asked questions, gesticulating. All Collini said was, Room 400. He's dead. Beside him, the electronic panel in the lobby announced, 23 May 2001, 8pm. The Spree Hall, Association of German Engineering Industries. He sat down on one of the blue sofas in the lobby. The waiter asked if he could bring him anything. Collini didn't reply. He stared at the floor. His footprints could be traced back over the marble paving of the ground floor in the lift and all the way back to the suite. Collini waited to be arrested. He had waited all his life, and he had held his peace all that time. So that's chapter one. And it is a very engrossing book. It's very interesting as it goes backwards, as I said, in the timelines. And there is an element of uh, not so much truth in the actual story, but truth in the outcome of the story, which you will find out if you read the book, preferably to the film. I always think the book is better. But there we go. So this is all about the Collini case, and it's by Ferdinand von Schirach. And I thank you for listening to me today. This is Luby at Luby's Lullabies Podcast. Thank you.